Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. This episode is brought to you by Navman. Now, a very short story. I was driving into the city quite a bit this week, and I did take the Navman cruise with me uh, for directions because if anybody has driven into Sydney recently, depending on the time of day, you're going to have different lanes going over the bridge into which one gets you into which part of the city. It can get very confusing, but what I love about the Navman range and all the GPS units that I've tested with them is the advanced lane guidance. Now, it will tell you what lane you need to be in, especially when you're sitting around three or four lanes wide. It does help to say be in the middle lane, be in the left lane, and it does know the streets and the directions that you're going in as well. So a really helpful product that I did use, and it's one of those things you don't really appreciate it until you've actually used it or been in a situation where it actually saves you from uh, making a mistake. Because honestly, if you're in the city and you make a wrong turn, you could end up at the airport before you even know it. It's pretty scary. But check out the stuff from Navman and never get lost again. Alrighty, now in any party, any party that you're getting started, including this podcast, a bottle of bubbles does certainly work. Now, the one that I'm having tonight is the Pereleta Organic Cava. I say it in that typical accent because I'm trying to be Spanish. That's where all Cava type wine originates from. And this bottle is fantastic. It's from Salamasa's 20 bucks, which is pretty darn good. Uh, it's a bit drier than you'd expect from a bottle of champagne, uh, but I've really enjoyed this. It's a great way to start an evening before food as well. I think it's fantastic. I also think it goes really well with types of cereal, but that's another story. We will get on with the show. Now, tonight's show or today's show, whenever you're actually listening, maybe you're having listening to this over breakfast or the drive to work or the drive home from work. This podcast, we're going to talk about the tech news. We're going to talk about all of the news that came from Google because, boy, there is a lot there. And then we're going to talk about Realme. Now, Realme uh, has just landed in Australia just today, and I can't wait to tell you all about what they're bringing to the country. And, uh, and it's a heck of a lot, and I can't wait to get into that. So let's just get started now. Starting the show a little bit sad, uh, Dyson, they made an announcement this week that they are pulling out. They're giving up on the electric car race. Now, who would have thought that Dyson, the guys who make vacuums, the guys who now do hair dryers and everything else, uh, who would have thought that they're going to invest in electric cars? Well, they did. They invested billions of dollars in R&D thinking that they were going to do a Tesla. Um, now, Tesla obviously took a different approach where they just went with a car first, and now they're looking at space, whereas Dyson went with drying your hands and then thought that they would be able to take your dry hands and drive you to the next destination. Uh, that's not the case. They've given up. They're thrown in the towel. What I'm actually more interested in with this is what they learned along the way. I want to hope that at some point they release the information that they've learned, the, the reasons why they've actually decided to pull out and, and what it was. Obviously, for them, I'm assuming it wasn't economically viable. I think they realized that it's not that simple to just build a car. Uh, the automotive industry is tricky. Uh, Elon Musk would know better than anybody that, heck, they can't build a perfect car yet either. So a bit Dyson, a bit sad. Uh, continue doing your, your hair dryers and drying my hands. I think you do a great job there. But yeah, let's be honest. The cars maybe was a bit of a long stretch. Now, also for Australians, some really fun news, actually. A company called Connect Smart Home. They're actually a subsidiary of Laser. Now, if you've ever heard of Laser products, generally very inexpensive products that you can get from like Big W, little gadgets that you can usually find. Um, but Connect Smart Home is really interesting. This is 
kind of the most valuable way of expanding your smart home. So maybe you've got a Google Home Mini in your house. Maybe you've got a small Amazon Alexa speaker sitting in the house and you've been asking it questions about the weather and how long it's going to take you to get to work. Well, Connect Smart Home has got this huge range of products, whether it's light globes, curtain rails, uh, even cameras like your ring doorbells or, or alternatives to ring doorbells. And they're offering them at very, very cheap prices. I'm talking about like light globes from about 20 to 30 bucks. They don't require hubs as well, which is a unique thing compared to say Philips Hue, which you need that little box that plugs into an ethernet port in your router. Um, a really cool thing to see, I need to test some of them to really know whether the quality is anywhere near as good as Philips Hue or even um, Lifix as well. Uh, I, I'm very curious about this, but I love that it's an Australian company that's doing this uh, and really offering a huge amount of products in one big hit. The curtain rail thing is really cool because you can imagine you're know, asking Google to open the blinds. I think that's just awesome. Or when I leave the house, it automatically does that. Or when my alarm goes off, the blinds automatically open as well. Some really cool ideas, uh, things that a lot of people just aren't experiencing at the moment. And I think that they should. I think it's very easy to experiment, buy a light globe, stick it in a lamp, then ask Google to turn it on. Just get into that space, especially with Christmas coming up. This probably couldn't be timing any better. All right, now Arlo, for those who are monitoring their home, whether it's inside the house or outside the house, Arlo have announced the Pro 3. Now they've sent me a model and I'm going to be mounting them around the home and giving them a bit of a test. I think one of the biggest things here is, you know, these are cameras that are running on battery, so you don't need to run wires. They also connect to your internet wirelessly as well. So it's an in independent camera that you can really place wherever you want, which means that it will always have a perfect angle, a perfect shot. The second thing is you don't need an electrician to come and install these things. It's all DIY and I love that. So for me, it's a very simple thing to install. They've sent me the two camera pack. It's around 900 bucks. So it's certainly not a cheap product. I do hope it's very, very good. Uh, but I will say it does do high definition recording. Apparently their night vision is incredible now. It's also in color. It has a spotlight built in as well as two-way communication. So if a courier turns up to deliver something, I can actually start talking to them even if I'm not at home doing that through my smartphone. I think these Arlo products are cool. Obviously, there's huge competitors out there as well. Swan, D-Link, they're all making them, even Nest. Um, I've got one from Nest, which I'm going to compare it with. You know, huge amount of variety out there. They're all doing things slightly differently, but I'm going to talk about that a bit more later. But if you're interested, you can always check one out now. They're on sale now and start protecting your home and paying attention to what the heck goes on because unfortunately, if you're traveling, the only way you're going to keep an eye on your home is with something like this. All right, so in New York, Google got the media together and started to talk about their latest products. Now, the first up I'm going to start with is the Nest Mini. Now, for a lot of people, they've probably seen the Google Home Mini. I mean, Woolworths, for example, is giving these things away for free. Uh, the new one, it's interesting straight up that they're incorporating Nest into almost everything now. And, you know, if you heard me in a couple of episodes ago talking about their Nest Hub Max, uh, that was their, you know, smart assistant in the home with the screen. This is obviously taking advantage of the you know, purchase of Nest. When Google bought Nest, brought them in, you can see they're very much still focused on incorporating that brand uh, with all their future products, which is a good thing. And I think we're just gonna get used to that name. Now, first of all, the Nest Mini looks almost identical to the Google Home Mini. It looks very similar. I do love the orange that it actually comes in now as well. One of the physical advantages that they've added is actually wall mounting capabilities. So if you've ever had one resting on your bedside table and thought, God, I would love to clear that space and have it mounted on my bed head so that way it's right next to my face, then that's the thing you can now do. It's got a small little picture hook style uh, loop on the back that you can actually wall mount the product now. Still 79 bucks, which hasn't changed. 
they're saying that the, that the bass has improved. Now, I've actually got one here and I haven't had a chance to play some music through it yet. But essentially what they're saying is the bass is going to be better. However, I'm going to tell you that if you're buying one of these mini products as a speaker and you're planning on actually enjoying music, I feel sorry for you. For $79, go and buy an actual speaker. I think this is a fantastic device to ask questions and to command things in the home, but I don't think it's going to get the party started. It's going to bring that bottle of bubbles to shame because the music won't match with the fantastic flavors. Sorry to bring that one tie back into it, but I'm just going to say that the, the Nest Mini, it does sound really cool. Uh, one thing that they've actually also added is uh, a way to control multi-room audio. So if you've got a bunch of different Google speakers or at least speakers that support um, the, the Google Music system, then that means that you could actually be listening to something in the kitchen and then say, you know, hey, Google, move the music to the lounge room as you start to move that direction or move the music outside wherever you've got these other speakers. I do love that. So that's the Nest Mini. Uh, very simple thing. If you don't have a Google Home Mini, then this is the one that you would buy. However, I don't imagine that anyone who's got a Home Mini is going to be upgrading. So that's a very simple one to start with. However, let's talk about their Wi-Fi. Now, for a lot of people, they, they probably don't know that, that Google even had this type of product. However, we've spoken about the Orbi systems before, or those satellite type systems that I do recommend people have to improve their internet experience in the home. Now, the, the Google Wi-Fi products that they do have is now called Nest Wi-Fi, who would have thought? And for me, this is a really interesting upgrade because the previous models were still fantastic. And if you could buy them, there's no reason why you would not want to buy uh, the prior model. However, what they've added this time is the same type of structure, very similar design. They've actually made them a little bit smaller, a little bit rounder, but they've actually made them with the assist voice assistant built into each satellite unit. So what Google's trying to do here is have you not hide your your router, to not hide them in the linen closet, to not hide them you know, in a, in a shelf or something like that. They want these things to be out in the open, which means if you place one in the kitchen, yeah, it doesn't look bad and it actually also adds value beyond just providing internet. So you could speak to them, you can get answers. Obviously the speakers inside them again aren't going to be fantastic, but for controlling the smart home, I think this is a really nice thing to do. You can also actually have commands that you talk to your uh, Google Nest Wi-Fi, uh, as in pause the internet. Maybe your kids are playing up and they're still staring at their phones and trying to get their attention for dinner. You can just ask Google to pause the internet, boom, it's done. For me, one of my favorite ones is actually doing a speed test. You can just ask it, go ahead and do a speed test. What's my internet speed? Bang, it goes and does that speed test for you and then it just tells you what it is. Um, I'm one of those guys who likes to open the app on their phone and do their speed tests. So that's one thing. The other thing you can also do is say, for example, you've got parents and you know, you're their tech support guy. I'm not saying that I am, but I am. Um, what you can actually do if you give a system like this to your parents is you can actually make yourself the manager of their, of their Wi-Fi network, which means that if you get that phone call that says our internet's not working, you can quickly just open up the app on your phone, connect in very simply to their Wi-Fi network, realize that it's actually the Wi-Fi is completely fine and maybe they've just got something with their internet provider that they need to call them and have that conversation. But I love that. Obviously, you can all set this up through the Google Home app. It's very, very simple, which is fantastic to see. They come in a two-pack and a three-pack. And it seems like you know your two pack is for an apartment, uh, whereas your three pack is for homes which have you know three or four bedrooms at least. So for me, I've always loved the Orbi system. I, I do think that this is a fantastic system as well. You're looking at three ninety nine for the two pack and then five forty nine for the for the three. 
I, I think it's fantastic. I, I do think people need to invest in their Wi-Fi networks. I'm glad that Google's just upgraded it. And I do love, I really do love the fact that you can speak to these units. Now, I'm also going to add, because I, because I mentioned Orbi earlier, that Orbi does have a similar product in this range already. So they have the Orbi Voice. And the Orbi Voice is actually a partnership with Harman Kardon, where you can actually speak to this um, unit. It also adds a satellite. Uh, so this is one of the interesting things is that is Google copying Orbi in this sense? I'm not going to say they are, uh, but it's just very interesting to see the similarities there. But let's talk about the main thing that everyone wanted to hear from Google, the new phone. Now we've spoken about the new Samsung. We've spoken about the new iPhone. God, we've heard my opinions on it. The Pixel 4 is now here. I have one in my hand. I have the Pixel 4 XL. Uh, I'll say straight up, I'm holding my iPhone 11 and I've got the Pixel 4 XL right next to it and the size is not that different. Now the iPhone 11 is not the largest phone, whereas the XL uh, is the larger of the two and I'll be honest, it's not huge. If I had the uh, iPhone 11 Pro Max, then it would dwarf the, um, the Pixel 4 XL. So straight up on size, it's very interesting to see that if you want a very big phone um, and you're choosing between the Pixel and the iPhone, straight away you're going to be gravitating towards the iPhone um, Pro Max. I'll get to price in a second because that's a whole other topic. However, what I'm going to talk about with the Pixel 4 is, is first of all, the design. The design is, is quite different. If you look at the back, it's not that different to the iPhone 11 in that they've added uh, almost a square notch in the back where they've housed their cameras, their sensors, and their flash only two cameras this time. Now, the previous Pixel had one camera and it was a damn good camera. Uh, it could take night shots almost as good, if not better than most phones that even existed today on the market. However, now they've got two cameras on the back. Um, they are saying that night shots in this are out of this world. They're, all, they're, they're talking about literally being able to stand there, pointed at, at the night sky and get this beautiful Milky Way photo appearing. And I need to test this because I have a, I have a pretty shaky hand. Uh, I don't take the best photos at the best, at the best of times. And for me, being able to capture something like that with such great detail would be very impressive on a smartphone. So let's see if the cameras are as good as they say. I did notice the selfie camera or the camera at the front does an amazing job of adding HDR now um, and the whole portrait mode and things like that was very good and extremely fast. I, I'm sorry it's the first thing I did when I unboxed this thing was actually take a photo of myself, but I did and and the, the front-facing camera is fantastic. I haven't taken it outside to take some night shots yet, but I can tell you the front-facing camera is very, very good. What I will say when I turn this thing on is speed. Uh, this thing is fast. It's extremely fast to operate and obviously, yeah, yeah, it's a new phone. Of course, it would be fast out of the box. No, no. I pull out phones out of boxes all the time. I, the iPhone 11, the Galaxy S10, or the or the Note 10 Plus. I literally will t pull them out of boxes within the last month or two and and go through that setup process. I was doing it rapid quick on the on the Pixel, and it's not because it's an e it's it's more user friendly. It's not that. It's the actual speed of the device. It feels incredibly quick and nimble. And it's got to do with Android 10. So Android 10 obviously comes on this device um, out of the factory and it's a very good operating system. And I think I'm going to be very, very, um, I'm going to be very curious to see how long I hang on to this device for. Generally, when it comes to Android devices, give it a couple of weeks and I'm back on my iPhone. I think the Note 10 Plus was the longest I held on to Android. It was at least a month. 
and then I moved on to the iPhone 11. However, I'm I'm going to be I'm looking at this this Pixel 4, and I'm 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 giving it the side eye. I'm really looking at it with a bit of a. You could be the one. You could be it for a while. I'm very very curious, and I think this is going to be interesting. So performance wise, it already seems very very fast out of the box. The camera is supposed to be very good. The other thing that Google was talking about was gestures, and I don't know how many people are going to care about this. Now, I'll refer back again to that Nest Hub Max that I've got in the kitchen. Uh, it had gestures. And when I was using that, it was an interesting way of you know interacting with a device when you're cooking. Maybe you've got flour on your hands from kneading dough and you don't want to touch the screen and you're following a recipe or you want to change tracks. You could do it by waving across the screen and that camera at the front was sensing that, that those motions. You can also do that with the Pixel 4 and you know maybe you are again in the same situation and you've just got your phone playing your music next to you. You can actually just wave your hand over it without touching the screen and skip song or if someone's calling you can hold your hand over it and not actually touch it but silence the call. This is interesting. You can snooze alarms, you can dismiss timers. Uh, I'm going to be really curious to see how much I actually use that or even remember, remember to use it because that's usually what the problem tends to be is you've got this habit of touching phones and you don't you don't think to actually wave or gesture over your phone. So I'm going to be very curious to see how that goes. Now, the other thing that they demonstrated, which I'm going to, I think I'm going to love, is the voice recording app. Now, God, I don't know the last time I actually recorded a voice note, but the recording app on this actually allows you to also transcribe. And it does it in real time as you're talking. So I can open up the recording app, start talking, and right in front of me, those those words are going to start appearing and transcribing. Now, say, for example, with this podcast, I could actually be running the recording app this whole time and have a full transcription of everything I've said in the podcast. And maybe for somebody who is hearing impaired, who can't listen to my podcast, they could just read my podcast. I mean, could you imagine someone wanting to read this podcast? How amazing would it be to read it like a book? I mean, that's Probably not that interesting, to be honest. Uh, but who knows? It could happen. So that's an interesting feature. Obviously, the voice assistant built in as standard. The price. The price for me is the biggest part here. It's huge, a huge factor here. Obviously, no 5G. And I should be very disappointed about this. But when I saw the price, it kind of didn't seem like it impacted me that much. Uh, $1049 for the Pixel 4 and $1279 for the XL. So the iPhone 11 starts at around 1200 bucks. That's the base model, iPhone 11. And here we are talking about a brand new phone from Google, the Pixel 4 at 1049. So you're saving money up front, same 64 gig storage up front as well. And you're going to start wondering, is that $200 enough to sway somebody? Say, for example, you're in the position to buy a new phone today and you're looking at what your options are. Is that $200 enough to sway people from the iPhone to the Pixel? When you can save 200 bucks, maybe that goes towards a smart speaker, maybe a good case, who knows what it is, but or you just keep the money in your pocket and have a good time. I just think that it's very interesting that Google's come and they've literally undercut all their competitors, Samsung, everybody else is more expensive. 1049 is a really nice price for this device, especially because you it's a Google phone. Meaning when there's an Android update, you're going to get it. When anything, when Google does anything that's particularly special, you're going to get it. It's always going to be here on this device. I do like it. One thing I'm going to caution, I need to test this as well. Uh, I saw a video of a guy in the US who tested the face unlock. Apparently, it's so good that it also unlocks if you're asleep or if your eyes are closed or if you're dead. Um, for a lot of people, that's a huge privacy concern. And I need to test if that actually works uh, for me and to see if that would be the case. I know that with my iPhone, 
if my eyes are closed, it won't unlock. Heck, if I'm taking a drink and trying to unlock my phone at the same time, it won't unlock. So there are there are variables in that the phone says, nah, nah, I'm not unlocking the phone. Or if you're asleep, it'd be interesting that you know maybe your wife or girlfriend um, holds the phone over your face just to unlock it. People would be concerned by that. Uh, so I t- I'm going to test that. I will give a proper review probably next week. I think that's probably fair. Maybe the week after, we'll see how much I really get out of this. Uh, but yeah, the SIM card is going from the iPhone 11 into the Pixel 4. So if you follow me on any of my social platforms, photos that I share will be coming from the Pixel 4. I'll probably hashtag that to make sure I don't lose track either. But if you don't know anything about these new products from Google, head online. Plenty of people have obviously written about this. Uh, I'm excited by it. It's finally here. I think we're mostly done for phone launches, but then there's Realme. And check this out. All right, so this sounds like a story of, you know, five phones walk into a bar, but let me let me start with this. This is a company called Realme. They've they've come into Australia and they've announced a bunch of phones. Now, Realme is a subsidiary of Oppo. They're trying to be the teens brand uh, for smartphones. This is the kind of brand that is saying between 14 and 18, come to us, we'll save you money and we'll give you all the features that you've ever wanted in a smartphone. Now, with all the phones that they've announced, it's actually four new phones. All of them announced, they range between $199 to $499. I've just been telling you about the Google Pixel 4 at over a thousand bucks. Here's their top of the range phone maxing out at $499. Let's start at the bottom. The Realme C2, $199 outright. You own the device, you take it home, it's yours. A 6.1 inch screen. There is almost no notch. There's a small dew drop at the top, which is where the front facing camera sits. Octa-core processor. I don't want to get too big into specs, but I have to say some of them. Two cameras on the back, one camera on the front, 1080p screen. It's a 6.1 inch screen. Did I mention that? A 4,000 milliamp hour battery, 64 gigs of storage, just like the Pixel, and it can take an SD card. It can take an SD card up to 256 gig. So if you if you enjoy movies, music, whatever, you've got a 6.1 inch screen, you've got plenty of storage, you've got cameras on the back, and it's spent $199. That's it's it's insane. It's insane value. Um, it runs Android, obviously. I should have mentioned that it runs Android, so it's going to do all the things that you want. It's going to have your Snapchat. It's going to do your Facebook, your Instagram, whatever you like. Um, and with a four thousand milliamp hour battery, that's actually going to last you easily a day, especially since that the way it's been configured. I'm just looking at this thing, going, "Oh wow, that's one way to enter the market is by throwing in a real value proposition like this." Now, if you want to make a statement, that's probably one way to do it. Two hundred bucks. You could essentially buy ten of those before you buy, I did the math wrong. You can essentially buy five of those before you buy a Pixel 4. Um, I should rehearse the maths. Moving up the scale, the next three devices, Realme 5, Realme 5 Pro, and the aptly named Realme 5 XT. That's the top of the range one. Now, they all have a very similar rear-facing camera array. They actually have four cameras, four of them. So what I'm going to do here is trying to talk to you about what these four cameras are. It's insane. So quad cameras, ultra wide angle lens, a primary lens, a portrait lens, a macro lens. It's also got the front facing camera as well. Now, they all have slight variations in terms of the amount of megapixels in that. The top of the range one has a 64 megapixel camera. 
Now, I'm not saying that the more pixels, the better the photos, but the more detail it captures means that you can probably do a heck of a lot more with it. The macro lens is really interesting to me because it means that you can shoot a photo from four centimeters. So if you really like to take close-ups, maybe you've got goosebumps and you want to take a really good photo of your goosebumps, you could probably do that. And it's probably something that you couldn't do with your normal iPhone lens. So I think this is very interesting. A 16 megapixel camera on the front of their top of the range model as well. But hey, what actually else is in this device? Now, it's got the Qualcomm processor. It's got a 6.4 inch screen. I'm gonna talk about just the top of the range here. 6.4 inch screen. It's got this ex extremely fast charging and I haven't really heard of this term before. It's VOOC, V-O-O-C, flash charge. And they're saying that you can essentially get from zero to 50% in less than half an hour. So if you're ever in a time crunch, you can get a really quick charge very, very quickly. I love that. Now, this top of the line model, again, 499, eight gig of RAM, so it's going to have the power to run whatever the heck you like to play, whether it's games or whatever you're doing. And a 6.4 inch screen, this meaning you can see it pretty down good too, um, with 128 gigs of storage. 128 gig out of the box. I've just talked about a Pixel 4 with only 64 gig. It's also got the external store or expandable storage as well, so you can stick an SD card into it too. This is how you enter the market and make a splash. I'm really impressed by this. Again. I need to get my hands on one so I can actually put my head around what corners they're cutting because they must be something. And I'm going to guess it's being around build quality. I just fully expect that build quality will not be as good. I do love the fact that they've got every type of camera on the planet on the back, meaning that you should have a very good choice of making sure you get that perfect photo. And I, and I love that. The wide angle is 119 degrees. It's going to be wild. The, the, the fact you can do telephoto straight off the bat, the macro lens, independent macro lens. I mean, this is really, really cool stuff. In, in situations where the Google Pixel 3, for example, had that one lens and was trying to do everything, these guys have said, well, you know what? Let's just put a lens that can do one job each. Not try and build intelligence around it. Just let the lens do the work. Whereas Google likes to use software to do the work. And it's going to be interesting to test out so the other, the other ones that sit in the middle still have that quad camera away, array as well. Uh, slightly different screen sizes here and there, but honestly, you're not seeing huge variances. I think the most interesting thing here is the one at 299, the Realme 5, the thing I love about this one, it's got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. It's got a 6.5 inch screen, which is fantastic. But they're saying you're going to get 29 days of standby time. So maybe you're traveling or maybe you've, I don't, I don't know what situation you're going to not use your phone for 29 days, but it's crazy to know that you can actually do this stuff. So yeah, Realme is here. They're in Australia. They're going to be available before the end of the month. Um, I will have to ask for a review. And I'm thinking I'm going to try the, the, the top of the line and the cheapest one to compare, um, especially if I've got the Pixel 4 sitting in front of me. This is kind of hilarious. So uh, Realme, if you've got a kid who's begging for a smartphone and they still want to look cool in the schoolyard, this could be the option that at 200 bucks, you give your 12-year-old, your 13-year-old their first smartphone and they're not going to be lagging when it comes to photography, potentially. They're not going to be lagging when it comes to the apps that they can download. And they're going to have plenty of storage to do it with as well. So I think this is very competitive. I'm surprised to see this. Uh, I expected to have a lot less specs than this. So anyway, Realme, R-E-A-L-M-E. Uh, I'm sure you can read all about it online. You'll see it in stores very, very soon as well. And you'll hear about it on another podcast soon too. All right, guys, now next week, I'm going to be getting hands-on with the Galaxy Fold for the first time. I'm really excited to see what this thing is like and see what that screen is 
going to bend my mind when I bend a screen. I, I, that's going to freak me out. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Pixel 4 and my experiences there. I've got so many other things. Literally, my, my room is full of toys and gadgets. I actually need to play with and unbox and bring you all that information. Uh, stay tuned. A huge show again next week. Thank you for listening. We'll speak soon.